Plastic Credit Exchange is a new program that allows companies and brands to purchase credits equal to the amount of plastic waste they produce. These credits are then invested in programs that offset the waste in various ways and, in exchange, the brand can display certification and eco-labeling telling customers it has achieved plastic neutrality. Sounds like carbon offsets, right? Not so fast, says Plastic Credit Exchange founder Nanette medved Pohl. Hi, I'm Norbert Sparrow, editor of Plastics Today, and I spoke with Nanette recently about this program as part of our Plastic Possibilities podcast series. I asked her about how it works, what makes this exchange different from carbon offset schemes that have come under some harsh criticism. Here's our conversation. Nanette Medvedpo, welcome to the Plastic Possibilities Podcast. Thank you for having me, Norbert. Well, our pleasure, and th thank you. Uh, you're talking to us all the way from uh, the Philippines, I understand, right? That's right. Great. Um, well, let's get right to it. Um, the reason we're, uh, we're having this conversation, actually, is because you're the founder of the Plastic Credit Exchange, which uh, piqued our interest at Plastics Today for obvious reasons. Um, so tell us how the exchange works and, and what the goals are. Oh, well, I think, uh, let me start with the goal first. So the goal is basically to find a way to make sure that we are enabling responsible production and consumption. And then for any plastics that are left uh, in the supply chains for, you know, hopefully for only essential reasons, that we find a way to manage it properly so that no plastics wind up in nature, right? So that's kind of our goal. Um, what does the exchange do? Uh, it actually does, you know, a full suite of services. It's grown quite a bit from our, from our origin. Um, we do everything now from kind of uh, helping companies figure out their pre- and post-consumer plastic strategies. So, you know, uh, trying to reduce the plastic footprint even before it hits the market so that there's less to clean up. And then once, uh, you know, once there is plastic that needs to uh, be involved in their products and goes out into the market, trying to account for um, where that goes, how we can clean it up, making sure that not, not only are we cleaning it up, but we're sending it uh, to environmentally uh, you know, verified uh, processors so that we can trace that whole journey from collection to processing. And uh, then we have that audited by a third party. Uh, it goes into our blockchain registry so that we're solving a lot of the issues that plagued the carbon industry. Um, and then at the very end of that service, you know, if a company uh, meets our standards for plastic neutrality, uh, together with a third party auditor, we give them the opportunity to get certified plastic neutral and use uh, eco labeling on packs. So hopefully that's uh, encouraging responsible consumption. Right. Uh, just uh, briefly, uh, how long have you been in existence? Oh, well, <laughs> PCX started informally in uh, in the origin story, which is Hope, um, I think in 2018. Um, and we, we were just doing it kind of on the side, helping companies uh, 
figure out their plastic responsibility because Hope has a bottled water business. And, you know, we were very concerned about the plastic footprint uh, of our bottles. And so we were working through our journey, uh, was finding some success and kind of advising, you know, friend companies on how to do it. And then it became large enough that we said, well, if we, if we want this solution to scale and it really works, uh, we've got to incorporate. And I believe we incorporated in 2019. It escapes me now. Uh, so we've been working since then. Okay, well, a fairly young company then, right? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's great. Um, now, you, the way you describe it, it brings to mind carbon offsets, obviously. Um, I don't need to tell you there's a fair bit of controversy around that model. So, yeah. so how does your approach differ and how do you address the critique that through these offsets, businesses are basically buying indulgences so they continue so that they can continue to pollute or, in your case, produce more plastic? Yeah, no. So we completely uh, agree with that criticism, by the way, and which is why when we I, I happen to sit on the board of, of WWF here in the Philippines. And so um, we were very aware of the problems around carbon. Right. Um, so what I tried to do, which gate, which which is why PCX has evolved so much over time is because we were trying to solve for a lot of the problems that you see in the carbon space. So the whole, you know, traceability, uh, um, you know, transparency, all of that, we were hoping, uh, you know, no double counting, that sort of stuff, we were hoping would be solved uh, through our blockchain uh, mechanism, right? Because in our blockchain, not only do you see exactly, you know, where the plastic is sourced, where it was brought for, uh, for processing, you know, the environmental compliance certificate of the processor, the way in, way out of the truck, you know, all of those things, those PDFs are actually available on our blockchain because we were trying to make sure there was as much transparency to the public as possible um, for so that you could also make the you can also investigate the claim of additionality. Right. Because that was also a huge point for um, for carbon. Now, luckily for us, uh, all of the markets that we currently work in and aggregate from uh, have almost no waste infrastructure. So it's quite easy to make the claim for additionality. But I think as we grow, as this as this solution scales, um, it'll be harder and harder to make that argument. And so it'll be all the more important that we make uh, that, that, you know, tracing the journey of the plastic and where it goes uh, and, and as much information as possible to make sure that we're we're uh, proving, uh, you know, that there is real impact um, where we can. You know? So the other thing that the that we wanted to solve for was the no double counting, um, um, because there are a lot of folks out there who will, you know, uh, and not that I mean to demonize, uh, but like there are a lot of folks out there who will who will buy a credit, you know, carbon or otherwise, and, you know, just kind of keep talking about that in their press uh, without, you know, ju just because they did it once or, or a, a percentage of their footprint, but not actually be, you know, good, good stewards of the environment. And so what we did is we created our credits, the current credit is as we like to joke internally that it's the only single use product that we like. So when you purchase our credit, it immediately retires that year because it, we're assuming you're using it against a claim for your footprint in that year. 
Um, moving forward, we are going to start introducing credits that have better functionality. But at the moment, because we we want to make sure that what you're cleaning up, claiming to clean up in this year isn't then carried forward to the following years, right? Um, so that's one of the things we also solve for uh, that we're hoping is better than carbon. Um, um, I'm sure I'm missing some other things, but that's kind of top of mind. Uh, and 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 by the way, in it's much easier to do this in the plastic space, although there's a high degree of granularity in dealing with uh, plastic responsibility, you know, the types of plastic, you know, how should it be processed, which markets have which infrastructure, you know, those sorts of things. Um, despite all of that complexity, we're actually finding that it's much easier uh, to deal with than, let's say, a carbon credit, because Hope actually has a carbon sequestration project with trees. Um, but we're finding that because plastic is so tangible, um, you know, it's it's not difficult to get your mind around. You can go, you can weigh, you know, a ton of plastic, watch it go into some place, you know, see what comes out, measure it, right? It's much easier to understand um, than carbon, which tends to be very, uh, theme, seems to be very theoretical, right? There are these complex computations on how you measure one ton of, of carbon. You know, the guy on the street will, if you ask him to weigh a ton of plastic, he'll probably be able to do it. But, you know, a ton of carbon will be very challenging. Right. There's the, the the abstraction of carbon offsets. Correct. It's very abstract. You're right. Yeah. And for plastic, it's it's uh, tangible and <laughs> no doubt yeah. about that. So yeah. the, the way that you are then um, uh, collecting this way, what are you using it for um, and what are your priorities? So I'm thinking of, you know, in terms of collection, sorting, recycling technologies, and I know you're involved in all of those things. Um, and do you um, have a position in terms of the types of recycling? Because, you know, chemical recycling is something we talk a lot about these days. Um, waste to fuel also has its detractors, though. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, for the most part, um, PCX is not. We have a project that we own for aggregating with, you know, women micro entrepreneurs collecting trash from their communities. It's a waste to cash system. But that's a, that that's a very, very tiny part of what we do. So for the most part, uh, the work we do works with partners, uh, both for aggregating and processing. Now, um, I would just want to clarify before we get into, you know, the weeds there. Um, we do not offer a plastic credit separate aggregating and processing. I, I just can't get my mind around doing that at the moment. I need to know that something that's collected is absolutely, the actual thing that's collected is actually going to a processor and I can trace that and, and guarantee what happens to that. So we don't provide two different credits and we do not provide credits for plastic that goes into landfill. Um, and because in the markets we operate, those are not sanitary and will leak into nature, right? So, so I we don't at all deal with landfill credits. It's always uh, either recycling, waste to energy, co-processing, whatever, right? Um, so, so I just wanted to make that that general statement first. What are we supporting? Well. <laughs> Um, I would like to say, I wish I could say that we worked in, that, that every market we work in has every, you know, kind of processing available and we can be picky. But the truth is, is depending on the market, you are going to be limited by the kind of infrastructure that's available. So uh, 
uh, we have a lot of recycling partners, uh, whether it's PET, uh, which which is hard to claim the additionality on because there's actually a high uh, there's actually a high collection rate for PET, uh, you know, and and it's getting processed. But we also have now LDPE recycling partners, um, some polystyrene, um, and uh, we do have some pyrolysis partners, very small, um, and we have co-processing partners only those who we try to we we, we sought the uh, uh, guidance of the unep basel conventions to make sure that we were only accrediting the folks that passed the emission standards but those are kind of at the moment those are the types of uh, processors we're working with do we have a pre preference absolutely uh, but Unfortunately, the infrastructure on the ground doesn't necessarily play to our preference, so we have to send uh, plastic to whatever is available. Now, um, what we do is all of our partners sort the plastic based on whatever infrastructure is available. So in the Philippines at the moment, it's only two classes. It's either PET or it's mixed plastic, right? Uh, because we don't currently have an ability to do anything, uh, you know, beyond that. But let's say if you're in Thailand, um, you know, we can separate LDPE from PET from, you know, those sorts of things. So uh, that's kind of the situation we're in right now. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, uh, very good. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to um, ask you also about actually one of the things that caught my attention when I was uh, looking at your website is that you seem to be um, um, willing to engage with the business world, with the uh, plastics industry, with brand owners and such. Um, you, um, I think what you say on there is we actively welcome brands to be a uh, part of the solution. So yeah. first of all, is that an accurate uh, statement? Um, and what role uh, would you say that industry in the business world needs to play to be part of that solution exactly? Right. So, yes, that is an accurate statement. So I'm I'm glad that something on our website's working right. Um, so so no, that is an absolutely accurate statement. And I think I take a page. On the one hand, I can't be a hypocrite, right? Um, yes, you know, I sit on the board of WWF here, but on the other hand, I'm also a brand owner, right? And I can't be a hypocrite and say, you know, well, you know, businesses, I do, because hope is, our, our, our quote is hope business for good. We are kind of committed to social good. I have seen companies, not everyone's like that, but I have seen companies who are absolutely trying to do the right thing, but have few mechanisms to do it. Right. So I think that I've, you know, sitting on the WWF, um, doing WWF work, they have a very pragmatic approach, right? They may not work with certain industries, but they absolutely believe that you are going to get more done working together um, than just, you know, kind of accusing people of being evil, right? So I think that a lot, we've seen a lot of our partners, some of them who, and I won't won't say which one, but it should be easy enough to garner from our registry. One of our very early partners was not terribly interested in this whole kind of sustainability plastic thing. Um, some of them are looking at it more kind of to cut through the noise as a marketing thing to kind of, you know, make a, you know, 
consumers nowadays, you have these prosumers, folks who want to support companies who 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 have aligned values with them, right? That's where they want to buy their products. And so some companies initially come to us because they feel like they want to appeal to that consumer. But what I have absolutely found over time is maybe management starts off that way, but they're they they do over time kind of become really interested in the impact they're making and and the kind of I think maybe they, they end up drinking their own Kool Aid, which is good. But you know, they press releases. Employees care about this, right? Consumers care about this, and more and more shareholders are caring about this, right? When they see the reaction to their ESG reports. That's very encouraging, right? So I think sometimes it's a journey. Um, you you have to work with business wherever they are along their sustainability path and hope that at some point you're going to get them to see the light, quote unquote, that we cannot be killing this planet, right? And I do, I have seen firsthand that business can absolutely be part of the solution and sometimes is actually much quicker and more efficient than government, right? Um, in my case at Hope, uh, we build classrooms for the Department of Education and we you know, plant trees on, behard, on behalf of the Department of Agriculture. We move much quicker than government does because they have so many competing priorities and we can tend to be very focused and we have an organization who, you know, in the business community, when you when you set out a goal, right? This is what the market wants. You move very quickly to get there. So if you can just align those goals, you know, with the environment, it's usually a really great thing to see. Right. You you mentioned partners, and um, you have quite some um, uh, impressive names that are part of your um, organization. Uh, household names, certainly. Uh, do you want to uh, uh, point out any of them and um, uh, give give them a shout out? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm terrified, though, that I won't remember all of them and, and get some upset at me. But yeah, no, we work with folks like uh, PepsiCo, you know, so they neutralized, um, at least in this market, their entire footprint for Doritos, Cheetos, Lay's, Quaker, Lipton, you know, all of their brands. Um, we work with um, Nestle as well. Um, it's not a brand specific activation. It's kind of company wide. Um, we work with Colgate Palmolive, right? We work with Mondelez, you know, so all of the, you know, kind of companies that you're, you know, and hopefully love, right? If they do the right thing. So, um, yeah, so I think, the, but, but I also want to shout out to kind of the folks who are not necessarily brands that contribute, like the USAID, um, is an incredible partner of ours in the aggregating space, working with communities, and they have been, wonderful in helping us refine our thinking for how we make impact and how we, you know, uh, define uh, the work that we do. Um, and so they're wonderful partners. So there's a whole bunch of groups, you know, we work with WWF, although it's it's unofficial because I think they've been burned by the whole credit, you know, system. Um, I do consult uh, WWF regularly to make sure that, you know, what we're thinking um, is aligned with their guidance and and if anything, they're going to have lots of red flags, which is good, right? So we we want to be able to take those red flags and say, how do we solve for this, right? I think what PCX is very interested in is being the tip of the spear, right? We want to be able to um, not only hopefully be best in class, but really pushing 
the agenda in a positive way, which means consulting with all the stakeholder groups. So whether you're talking about corporates or you're talking about, you know, uh, government agencies or you're talking about, uh, you know, environmental groups like WWF. By the way, um, I, not to leave out Greenpeace, right? I, I think they have an important role to play as well. Good. Okay. Um, well, uh, Nanette, I think we're, um, we're we have a pretty good sense of what the plastic credit exchange is all about. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time to um, to tell us about it. Um, if uh, some of our listeners want to get in touch, where should they go to 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 reach you? Uh, I guess to to the website, they can just you know uh, uh, send us a message on the contact form. We're very good about checking that, and we'll be in touch. All right, we'll make sure to print that out in the uh, introductory article. Uh, all that contact information will be there. Um, all right, great. Thank you so much, Nanette. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I was so happy to talk with you today. So it's a great way to start my day over here in the Philippines. <laughs> great. Thank you again. Thanks. Have a great day, Norbert.